This week's podcast guest has a lot in common with me because like me, she also made the leap from being a languages teacher to becoming an interior designer, two totally different careers. Let's see how she made the transition. Welcome to the Hubcast, brought to you by the Interior Designers Hub, where we help and support interior designers to get trained, get into the industry and to grow wildly successful businesses. If you want to work in the field you love, create the lifestyle you desire and make the money you truly deserve, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kate Hatherall. Let's get into it. I am so excited today to be talking with Fed Whitefoot of Whitefoot Interiors. Good morning, Fed. How are you? Hi, Kate. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the Hubcast today. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. It's good to be here. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at the moment. Are you already up and running in business? What stage are you at? I am. So I just launched my website and my business literally at the end of September. So it's all brand new, all starting up. Um, a little bit about myself. I used to be something very different. I used to be a language teacher. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and you reevaluate everything about your life and interiors. <laughs> That's that was my choice. I fell in love with everything to do with interiors. I decided that that was the route I wanted to follow. And I have a lot of creativity that I wanted just to, you know, take out and, and, and share with as many people as I can. And then I found you. <laughs> Quite coincidentally, somebody recommended your hub and everything. And then from there, I started my diploma, which I'm still working towards. And slowly but surely, I've uh, I've made this, hopefully, my future career. Amazing. So um, those careers sound to me quite different. Um, yes. And the reason that these two careers sound quite different is because some, some of the listeners might not know, it's the exact same journey that I took as well. So I also used to be a languages teacher and I also transitioned into a career in interior design. So totally possible to do it. Um, so tell me about kind of the skills that you had in your previous job that you think you might be able to bring to this new role. Right. So as a teacher, first of all, you are organized. <laughs> That's the nature of being a teacher. So you're good at multitasking. You're good at being organized. And before taking off all of the creativity part of the teaching, teaching is also creative, especially with languages. It was very that was the part that was exciting to me. Um, so those are the skills that I took on board. And then way before teaching when I was much younger. I used to be in sales as well. So selling yourself, promoting what you do. So those are all skills that I'm taking with me. And then being a teacher gave me also a direction that I was not expecting, which was I have a passion for children's spaces and family rooms. Uh, and because now I'm a mum myself and I raised my son Montessori and all of that, I I've decided that those skills were really useful for me to understand a client point of view of what does a kid need or when they grow up, how do they study? How do they learn? And I've applied that to my to my interiors. Amazing. And that must um, give you a real insight as well into, you know, how those spaces need to function and how they the environment really that you need to create. A hundred percent has been a journey of learning for myself. 
but then you can literally put in practice everything. Every life experience is good. It's really good. Absolutely. And I always find that, you know, especially through recording the Hubcast as well, I'm finding, you know, people have come from such diverse backgrounds. And yet there is there are always skills that you bring from your previous life, no matter how different your previous career was. Absolutely. And I am currently actually doing a part time role in um, as a legal firm. So something completely different. And I'm just there doing their admin role. And I'm learning something like bookkeeping and all of these bits and bobs, which, again, they can be very useful skills in my business. So, yeah, everything is good. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you bring together all of that mix of skills, um, they do really stand you in good stead to have a successful business going forwards. A hundred percent, because the more you learn, the more you can then apply it to yourself and everything could be applicable to what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me about interior design then. So um, if you went into teaching um, from a, at a younger age, was it that you didn't have a passion for interior design back then or was it that you didn't want to pursue it? How has that sort of come about for you as a, as a passion and something that you want to be doing? So as an Italian, probably you could tell <laughs> I am, um, interior design is not something you've been brought up with. It's something for hotels or very posh, luxurious things. Um, British culture is much more into DIY interiors and all of that. Right. So when I first came in the UK, for me, it was a bit of a shock to understand that this is a profession that is not just for rich communities to have, is also everyone's client could be on your doorstep, you know. And so I didn't know that th there was a possibility for interior design. And then, um, as I said, lockdown, I was literally closed in my home with a two-year, no, 18 months old. It was tiny. <laughs> and I discovered Instagram by, by chance. Mm -hmm. And I was hit by the possibilities of what can you do in your, you know, in your house. And and since then, it, it, it literally never stopped. I I became obsessed with anything to do with interiors. Um, can I achieve this by changing that? Can I do this by, I don't know, all sorts of things. I, I generally can't. I can't cope with too much information, but I'm you loving got, it. You got the bug. <laughs> you got the, yes. the decorating bug. So and yes, I didn't, I didn't like it at first. Um, we had a renovation project back in Bristol when I used to live in Bristol, and I hated the whole process. Can you believe it? Really? I, no. I couldn't stand it because it was messy. I lived in the site. It was so dusty. And now looking back at that point, I thought how much potential I could have unlocked when I was doing that project. Yeah, absolutely. We don't always um, see that at the time, do we? And I think it's very different to be living in a project as opposed to being the designer that gets to walk away at night time. <laughs> yes, exactly. And because of that experience, I thought, oh, OK, maybe this is not something I will ever enjoy. I thought, no, that's it. And actually, since we moved up north, because now we are in Cheshire and we have a brand new building, but it's fine because then I did all of the decoration myself. So dusting, painting, all of that. And I loved it. So you're right. If you don't live in a building site, it's a very different yeah. conversation. Absolutely. And um, I'm surprised to hear you say about interior design not being, you know, a big thing sort of just 
within the, the sort of usual community in Italy. Because when I think of Italy, I think about style and, you know, it's such a stylish nation. So I'm really surprised to hear that. Yeah, so if you are a designer, you are an elite. <laughs> you are like a very elite creature that <laughs> cannot be... Um, yeah, cannot be reached because you you see those designers in Italy, which are really, really special. And, and normally all the interior design, you know, um, they, they are the architects. So all the interiors rely on the architect more than the interior designer as a figure. It's changing now. I'm seeing a shift in Italy with that, where um, the equivalent of an interior designer is coming into light, but it's not something that is there yet architecture is still the main focal point in homes uh, so yes and also people think that is very unaffordable they all think that is really expensive the which is you know depending on the package you choose of course yeah absolutely and i think um in the uk actually i think there used to be that feeling and there probably still is in a lot of places well, the interior design is something that is not affordable, something that's very expensive. And that's kind of reinforced by a lot of, um, you know, a lot of very expensive brands as well that are, you know, appealing to that, you know, kind of end of the market. But the truth is in this country is that actually interior design is becoming more and more normal for people to, you know, as a service for people to use. It's overwhelming if you think about it as, as, a, as a person when you get into a house and you look at a room, sometimes you can get overwhelmed because you have no idea how to achieve what you have in your mind. And if you have a person that has been trained to do that, it saves you a lot of, a lot of headaches. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, really, it's really funny how people think that they should just be able to decorate their own homes as if it's, you know, something that everybody knows how to do. But actually, as exactly as you say, when you're faced with, you know, some blank walls, there is actually a huge amount to think about. And I think lots of people are coming around to the idea that, you know, it's one thing to look at something on Instagram or Pinterest, but it's another thing to actually create it in reality. Completely, completely agree with you. And also, let's say you see something on Pinterest that you love and then you try to realize it at home and then you do a mess. So you spend double the time, double the money, everything. So what I'm saying is, yes, there are some, um, you know, high end clients, packages, and that's absolutely fine. But I think in this day and age where you can do uh, affordable solutions, you can uh, literally achieve what you want with an interior designer that knows what she or he's doing and not spend the amount you have in your mind. It should be much more affordable. Absolutely. And I think as well, you know, lots of interior designers have access to trade discounts as well. And in fact, you know, if the, if the designers are sharing or giving, you know, their um, giving their FF&E away at a cheaper price than you can get retail. In fact, the client can actually save money um, by hiring an interior designer. So really, it should be a no-brainer. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's just a, a matter of misconception and, you know, old-fashioned thinking of this profession as very elitarian and all of that. But hopefully we will achieve that soon. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, bringing it to the masses, that's where it's at. Because, you know, having a great home environment is so important for people. Uh, if, um, if lockdown and COVID has taught me anything is that the house is not just four walls that, you know, cover you when it rains and everything. It's where you need to be well. And if a stressful life goes around you at home, you need to feel in, at ease, in peace and 
yeah, it can be messy sometimes, especially if you have children and everything, but it has to be your sanctuary. And that's, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. So um, let's talk then about business. So um, you're getting on with your studies. You're nearly there with getting um, qualified and getting out there. And so you've just launched your website. Tell us your website address, your URL. So it's um, www.whitefootinteriors.com. Brilliant. And I suggest people go and check it out because it's Thank a beautiful you. looking website. You. Um, so you're at that stage then. So um, you've you've done a few projects, am I right? But unpaid yes. ones at the moment. Yeah, exactly. I've done a few unpaid, uh, unpaid projects with a, a local uh, family um, which needed a family room. So it's a multi multifunctional space acting as lounge and playroom and we see lots of this because again it's overwhelming when you know that you need to use that room in two ways and you have no idea how to, to sort it out so that was very good experience um also how to interact with a client which is not your family or your friends and and you know how to be professional but yet create a rapport with them which is i think the the main important things with interior design because I don't think you will be comfortable to work with me if we don't get on well, because I come into your home. So if you don't like me as a person, there is very little chance we can do something, something good. Um, and so, yes, I, I had um, a few of these type of projects where, as I said, they were unpaid, but I gave just an e-consultation, perhaps with a few ideas. And they gave me in, in return some um, uh, references to put them on my website. So that was that was very helpful because although I didn't get paid, they paid me with something else. So something I can use in my website to hopefully um, make sure that people know I'm, I'm doing a good job. Uh, and did that give you um, sort of a bit of a confidence boost as well, being able to almost sort of practice on on that project? Absolutely. Absolutely. Although <laughs> the imposter syndrome always, you, you know, it's always there. But um, I think. It's like anything, the more you do something, the more you feel strong, the more you feel, OK, I know what's happening. You are in control. And by doing all of this, I think I feel better when somebody calls me and say, oh, Fed, can we start doing a consultation? Can you come and have a look? I, I feel much more in control um, and I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I think the more I do things, the better I'll feel. There's definitely something about language teachers and being perfectionists. I think it's all of that focus on you know, um, endings and, you know, gender and all of those sorts of things that you have yeah, to think absolutely. about language that has to be precise. Um, exactly. that definitely comes over into interior design. And for me, I have even, the, you know, for me it's harder because although my English is understandable, hopefully, Amazing. <laughs> you can tell that I'm clearly not English. And I always feel that as a... Uh, yeah, as a step back for me, I feel always self-conscious of the fact that I'm not sounding British. So, but I'm seeing that the clients really don't mind, actually, probably the being Italian <laughs> add to the fashion. Absolutely. And as I was saying earlier, you know, I, me as a British person, I'm thinking like, wow, Italians are so stylish and having an Italian <laughs> interior designer is something quite special indeed. So please don't hide your beautiful accent. Let it, let it rip, let people hear it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, but there are a lot of things that you need to build your confidence in. And when you launch a business, it's scary. I'm not going to lie. It's very scary. You have lots of things in your mind. And I have, a, as I said, lots going on, like um, a part-time job, a family, a house to look after. And you try to juggle a lot of things and find spaces in the <laughs> in the few minutes free that you have. So 
it's hard and scary, but one one can easily do it by yeah believing believing is possible absolutely and i guess it's about um as you say finding those few minutes and doing what you can when you can and i think that really holds people back sometimes that they feel that unless they've got whole days or whole hours or whole weeks that they can work on their business that they're not able to do anything but in fact what i find is that it's in the snatching of the 10 minutes here and there when you can just get something small done and it's that continual consistent action that moves you towards where you want to be absolutely and for me um as i said also studying for the diploma right now um my tutor will tell you that i submit my assignment like at 11 p.m so i find sometimes that there is a very easy way of excusing oneself and say oh i'm too busy i don't have the time uh it's too hard but actually if you really, really, really want something, you will find a way, you will find the time because it's in your own interest. And I find that I'm, if I wasn't this passionate about this specific thing, I would say, do you know what? In the evening, I'll just go and watch the Bake Off instead. <laughs> but I'm spending a lot of time and energy on this because I want to succeed. And then if I want, at least I say, well, I tried my best. I really did put all I have and that's it. I totally love that attitude. And if I could just suck that out of the school, <laughs> bottle that and sell it, um, I would be a very rich woman indeed. I mean, it's absolutely the right attitude. And I've got every confidence that you're going to be really successful in your career. <laughs> As you're at this point then of setting up your business, what are the things that you're thinking like, oh my goodness, what can I do? I don't know. You know, what are you worried about? What sorts of things are going on for you at the moment? So to start with, I was very worried about the legality of it which is, I guess, something that most people find it a bit tricky. So um, whether it's a sole trader, a limited company, all of this, so figuring everything out was quite tricky. But with the guidance of the hub insider, actually, I found um, a guidance properly, uh, a way of, okay, I need this, I need that, I need that. Um, so that was my first <laughs> very scary bit. Um, pricing. So how to price my services, right? Um, you, you can look at the competition around you. You can look around and do a market research and the area you're in and see the wealth that there is in here. But at the same time, you never know because you're just starting. So it's very scary. Um, and then the third thing is advertising. So how do I get my brand, my business out there? What are the routes? What are the best ways of doing that without damaging your your branding, without damaging the message you want to, you, to convey? So those three, I think, were my biggest <laughs> issues to date. And I, I think that people don't realise as well when they're going into you know this venture, when they're setting up their own business, so actually, at the beginning, a huge amount of your time has to be spent on your marketing activity and that's exactly than your it. design activity. I luckily, because I was into Instagram before becoming an interior designer, I had a lot of practice into doing that. And I, I now I realize why um, social media managers <laughs> exist, <laughs> because it's a job in its own right. Um, it takes a lot of time, but. I've noticed already an engagement and the more I think I've put my brand out there, the more the people will realize who I am and recognize who I am. And 
It's a lot of hard work. And as I said, branding. So I've employed um, somebody to help me with my um, logo, my um, stationery, all of that, because I knew that required too much time. And I simply don't have it. Honestly, I don't have enough hours in my day. And I think that's a really sensible thing to do. And I think lots of designers are afraid to outsource um, until they get themselves into a pickle. It, it was not a big cost, I must say, because, as I said, I, I'm not launched yet in terms of um, profit in my business that I can say, OK, I will afford to, to pay a marketing agency. It was literally found somebody local to me or even online. There are plenty of possibilities where with a very small fee, they can sort you out and give you a package that perhaps is not, well, in my case, it's perfect. I love my, I love my branding, but sometimes it's, it's good enough to let you start. And then when you earn a bit more, maybe you can improve on what you have. But definitely for those time consuming um, tasks, I will definitely recommend because it saved me hours. Yeah. And I don't um, think people always realise that your time is valuable and yes. there's an opportunity cost to doing things yourself. And actually, if you spend the time that you do have available speaking with potential clients, putting yourself out there, mm -hmm. that's a far better use of your time than sitting and fiddling with graphic design software, trying to create a logo that actually isn't your specialism and can be done very quickly and easily by somebody whose specialism it is. Exactly. And the same was for the website, although for me, the website was something very personal. So because now there are platform like um, the one, you know, that you can just buy, uh, I think you can buy the domain with and they do all together as a package. Um, I, I really wanted that to be my project because I, fe I felt that was my baby. I wanted people to perceive me in a certain way. So that one I was not able to um, outsource because I felt I had to be in charge of that. And yet, because, of course, you create the website, but then is Google recognizing it? Um, is my SEO, you know, visible enough? So I, I've now hired somebody, again, for a very small fee to help me out with this technicality. So the aesthetic of my website is exactly as I wanted it. And then this lady, which is a local lady near where I live, she's just helping me with the extra bit, which requires a lot of time. And knowledge, because, as you know, searching engines are really tricky. And, and if you don't match those criteria, they can take forever to, you know, make you visible. So, yeah. Amazing. I love that, how you're willing to kind of take on help and expertise from other people. And that really is going to get you where you want to be so much faster than trying to do it all yourself. I, I put my hands up and say, I literally, <laughs> I know very little about things. But what I know, I think I know well. So I focus on that and then whatever I don't know, I'd rather search for it or ask for help because I, I just don't have enough hours in my day. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a great attitude. It really is. Um, Federica, thank you very much for coming on the call today. I know that you're absolutely going to smash it um, when your business is properly up and launched and you're out there doing it. Now, before you go, would you be happy to play a game of designer this or that? Absolutely. Yes. Amazing. OK, so I'm going to put one minute on the clock um, and you just have to choose one of the options or the other. Are you Excellent. ready? Yes, I am. OK, let's go. Suede or Nubuck? Suede. Smooth or textured? Textured. Tiles or wood? Wood. Wallpaper or panelling? Panelling. A cottage or a mansion? Cottage. Dulux or Valspar? Dulux. 
Coffee table or footstool? Both. <laughs> coffee table, coffee table. <laughs> artwork or mirrors? Uh, artwork. Rug or carpet? Oh, rug. Log burner or gas fire? Log burner. Cushions on bed or no cushions on bed? Many cushions on bed. <laughs> Roman blinds or, or roller blinds? Roman. Vintage or new? Vintage. Framed art or canvases? Framed. Cozy or cool? Cozy. Okay, amazing. <laughs> we are out of time. You survived designer this or that. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was amazing. amazing. Great. Fed, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you sharing your journey with us and we wish you all the best as you continue in your journey into interior design. Thank you very much, Kate. And thank you, as I said many times, for the community you've created. My boost of confidence came also from you, the design uh, hub and the diploma. So thank you. Amazing. Thanks very much. OK, take care. Thank you for tuning into Hubcast by the Interior Designers Hub. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a screenshot and share it to Facebook, Instagram or your favourite social media channel. Make sure to tag me in at Interior Designers Hub and let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. I reply to each and every comment. I'd also like to offer you an incredible free gift, which is going to show you the exact roadmap that you need to take to become a wildly successful interior designer. It shares our secrets to business success. If you'd like to get your hands on that, head on over to interiordesignershub.co.uk forward slash roadmap right now. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.